Good morning and welcome, whoever you are and from wherever you are watching from. We hope you enjoy this time of reflection with us. We hope you find a welcome here in this corner of YouTube or Facebook, which is Bonus Old. Now, if you watched last week, and if you didn't, please don't worry, these are standalone services. But you will have heard Amanda introduce our theme for the coming few weeks. The theme that is love. And not the pink, fluffy kind of love. No, as Amanda said, the love which means doing. Sometimes easily and sometimes not. And what better way than to follow love through Lent as we journey to the cross than to be guided by the one whose very name is love. And so together and in love, let, our, let us join our hearts together in prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, we come before you at this time from many different places and for many different reasons. To be met by the grace and love you show to all. Graceful God, we are tired and weary for a return to a more normal way of life. We may feel angry and resentful, forgetting that in the midst of all is your unending patience and understanding. We can be quick to snap and slow to recognise when we have been careless with the feelings of others and of our own. For the times we have failed to see you and your love reflected back to us in others. We come here seeking the peace, reassurance and forgiveness only you can provide. We know with you we can lay down the things which are weighing heavy on our hearts. Sometimes our individual journeys take us off the beaten track and into difficult terrain. Our progress hampered by our own doubt and fear. Yet you remain at our side, reminding us of your promise that in your love we are forgiven and never forgotten. We can sometimes forget that love is radical, passionate and thrives when it is put into action, when it is doing. You bring us back to that by constantly showing us how to love. Not just the ones that we love, but also the ones we find it easier to dismiss or ignore. Forgetting that they are filled with your grace and your love. In the next few minutes of stillness, we lay our burdens and our regrets down, knowing that in you we can hear the words 
Trust the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind. And in knowing that, you are forgiven. Loving God, we are assured of your forgiveness. Not because we can commit to always doing the right thing or never losing our temper or forgetting you and others. But because you are a God of grace, understanding and love. God of love, you remind us that even when we are physically distanced from each other, we are joined together in the one whose name is love. Amen. Last week we began thinking about what Jesus called the most important commandment, the commandment to love. And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. And we thought about where that love comes from. God. Have a think for a moment. When have you felt God's love in your life? And what response does that bring up within you when you think of it? When have you felt God's love in your life? And what response does that thinking about God's love bring up for you within you when you think of it? Why not turn to the person sitting beside you if you're sitting with someone and share those thoughts or if you're on your own then feel free to put um, your your response in the comments section underneath the video if you want to or perhaps you would rather just think about it on your own for a wee while or maybe write about it in a journal those two questions when have you felt god's love in your life and what response does that um rises to the surface within you what do you feel when you think of God's love for you? What response does it bring? Why not spend some time thinking about that just now? When we feel God's love like that, it moves us, doesn't it? And it awakens a response within us, perhaps moving us to devotion or obedience. Let's hear God's word read for us. Our reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 15, reading from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Amen, and may God add his blessings to this reading of his word. It's the night before the crucifixion. Jesus knows what awaits, and here he is in the upper room talking about what it means to be a disciple. It comes just after Jesus has crouched in front of the 12 disciples that he chose, with a towel wrapped around his waist and a basin at his knees. As the disciples look on with a growing incredulity, what on earth are you doing, Lord? And then one by one, Jesus lifts each dirty, dusty foot, takes it in his hands and steeps it in the water. Thumbs and fingers caressing and massaging the filth and the dirt of the day from the skin of their feet. Before lifting that foot and placing it on the towel in his lap and wrapping it, drying it and beginning again with the next foot. A really intimate act. An act usually done by the lowest member of the household. An act of service. An act of love. And one by one, Jesus lifts each of those 24 feet gathered around that table and repeats the process before taking his seat again and talking to them about love. And Jesus tells them about this love, of his love for them, encouraging them to remain, to dwell in that love, in the love that he has for them. A love that lays itself down for them and teaching them that discipleship to be one of Jesus' disciples means living that same love. Loving one another and laying down one another's lives. Loving, serving. Not so that they get something more in return, but only in response or out of response to the love that Jesus has for them. 
That love that they have for one another is an outpouring of devotion towards Jesus. And it's made known in obedience. Often in life, we feel if, that if we do this or that, that if we pray the right way, then the right things happen. If we serve in certain ways or follow certain rules or certain rituals, rituals that things will work out for us the way that we expect them to. But that's manipulation though, isn't it? It's not love. Instead of doing these things because God has moved us to, we do it in the hope of keeping ill health or disaster at bay. Be honest with yourself. What motivates you to pray? Is it about enjoying God and developing your relationship with God? Or is it to keep an attendance record looking good? To get those streaks on your phone and to ward off punishments and increase the flow of blessings? What about our financial giving? Are we motivated by the love that God has for us? Or is our giving some kind of payment protection scheme? If I give this, then it will stop this happening to me or to those people that I love. Yet, if we look at Jesus and Jesus' example, then everything that we do is to be motivated by love, is to be a response of that love that Jesus gives to us. Jesus' loving action towards us, his grace, is always the starting point. Because otherwise, a conversation about our obedience or our devotion quickly becomes a conversation about what is required of us. It's by God's grace alone that we have been rescued. That in itself is an act of love. There's no sense of us deserving it and God didn't need to do it. God chose to. Out of God's love for us. Real life doesn't come from following rules or making ourselves better. Real life comes from God. It is that gift of grace. It's that recognition of the love that God has for us. And the life that it offers cannot be earned, only received. It's a gift. Jesus calls us to himself. And that call is the call of love. Love expressed. And all we can do with that love is receive it. We can't earn it. Recognising and receiving that love motivates us to devotion and obedience. Paul puts it this way in one of his letters, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Being faced with such love can't help but change us. But what does it mean to walk in Jesus? It's Paul who again gives us an idea of what this looks like in Colossians 2, 7. When he talks of putting down roots to allow them to go into Jesus, to draw nourishment from him. And in Ephesians, where Paul talks of us coming to an understanding of how wide, how long, how high and how deep Jesus' love really is. Imagine your roots going down, stretching out into that love. Paul encourages us to plant ourselves in Jesus, to go deep into the soil of God's love and explore its dimensions. It's that picture of rootedness. And roots, remember, aren't legs. A tree or a plant isn't interested in moving to a different place or experiencing great things, different things. They're only interested in the depth of the earth underneath that tree. 
Trees know the same ground that nurtured and gave birth to them contains all of the nutrients and nourishment that they need to develop. Everything a tree is produces, everything a tree is and produces is a conversion of the ground it roots itself into. If we think about it, in that reading that we heard today, doesn't Jesus use similar imagery? Remember what Jesus says, a branch cannot produce anything if it's severed from the vine and you can't be fruitful apart from me. And so knowing Jesus is more than just knowing or learning head knowledge about Jesus. It's about allowing all of what Jesus is to be passed into us. His nature coming through our nature. What we do, what we are, is an extension of the substance in which we are planted. Loving then is an extension of our rootedness in Christ. It can't be separated from it. It's the fruit of that rootedness. And so following, being obedient to Jesus, isn't so much about copying what Jesus does or who Jesus is or how Jesus is with people. Rather, it's about expressing Jesus. It's about loving. It's about living the example that Jesus gives us in the washing of those 24 dirty, smelly feet. Even the feet of the one who would betray him. Isn't it interesting that God doesn't show us why we should obey God through a, a display of God's destructive power, instilling fear in us? Rather, God seals our desire to obey through an act of self-sacrificing love. Because after Jesus touched and cleaned those feet, he pours himself out on a cross, giving his life for others. God stamps his authority as he surrenders his life on a cross and he demonstrates his glory through his recreative act of resurrection. True power then isn't displayed through the ability to destroy, but through the ability to create. And it's this display of power that wins our allegiance, especially when the one who wields such authority would love me enough that he would be willing to bend down to clean the dirt from underneath my toenails. Because it's to that love, that love which comes alongside us, touches us, it's to that love that we can surrender. We can't win God's love. We can't bribe God with our commitment. We can't do anything except surrender. And so let us surrender to that love which pours itself out in us. Pours itself out for us. And so as we go into our reflective time, why not pray and ask God what that might mean for you? Or maybe you've never experienced that love. So why not sit for a moment and think of just how much, how deep and how high and how long and how wide God's love for you really is. As he reaches down, comes before you and scrapes the dirt from your feet.
be sing for short nothing can describe the love of god shown to us deeper than the ocean depths higher than the highest mountain peak is this love if we could see its heart and depth if we could glimpse its length and breadth we would be changed wonderful this love that rescues us Sets the universe alight, captures us now for all eternity. Christ has made his home within our hearts. Steadfast love, if we could see its height and depth, if we could glimpse its length and breadth. love that rescues us How infinite your love How infinite your love Rooted in the love that lives in us Your everlasting love Your everlasting love Wonderful this love that rescues us Your everlasting love, your everlasting love. 
Let's pray. Loving God, you have given us life and breath and all that we have. We have nothing to give to you except that which we've received from you. And so we give our offerings, both financial and our time and our talents. Help us to dedicate to you all that we have and all that we are, so that they might bear fruit, so that you may have what is indeed your own. And hear us as we pray, bringing the prayers of our hearts to you. Father, we bring you our weariness and our tiredness. You pick up those who have fallen and you raise up those who are brought low. Bless, the, bless those, Lord, who are bowed down under the burdens that they carry during these days. We pray for all of those on the front line who are crushed by their responsibilities at work and those who are bearing the brunt of the pain in our world. Those working in our NHS and emergency services who marvel that others can seem so indifferent to it. Help them to keep on going, Lord. Bring supportive friends alongside them. Bring them tokens of your grace. Give them fresh vision and courage and signs of encouragement in their struggle. Loving God, we bring you those who are lonely, those who delight you, Lord, who delights to put the solitary into families. Bless those who are lonely, those whom have grown old and for whom the passing years have taken friends and contemporaries. Bless also those who are shy, who find it hard to begin conversation, those who have never known real friendship. We pray for strangers in our land for asylum seekers and refugees, separated by language and culture from familiar ways and much-loved customs. We remember those who, even in the midst of crowds, feel alone. But Lord, in these days where there are no crowds, we pray for those who feel alone in their homes, without friends or family to contact. Help us, Lord, as a church, to be a place of acceptance and belonging, a place of welcome and inclusion where all can find a home, a listening ear, a friendly smile and a helping hand. And Lord, in these days when we are not open, may we extend that welcome by loving others, by showing the love that you have for us, for those around us. Loving God, we bring you our sorrows, you, Lord, who bind up the brokenhearted, you who comfort those who mourn. Bless those whose hearts are sore today, because they themselves or one whom they love is ill. May they know your healing and wholeness. And Lord, be very close, we pray, to those whose family circle has been invaded and whose joy has been darkened by death. We remember those who have lost loved ones for whom they cared, whose needs they have met, whose lives have been so intertwined that they still listen for a voice they will never hear again. We remember wives who have lost husbands and husbands who have lost wives, parents who have lost children who find their homes strangely silent and empty now and children who have lost parents, who are confused by a world that seems less secure and more frightening than before, 
and all who and those for whom familiar places and sounds and smells awaken memories that bring tears in their wake. Father, we thank you for our faith. May they rest in peace and rise in glory. And hear us, loving God, in the silence as we bring our burdens to you. Let's turn to God in trust and recommit ourselves to God. Let's plant ourselves in God's fertile soil that we might dig in, that our roots might reach down and out into the length and breadth of God so that our lives might bring fruit. So that we might be sent forth this day, Lord, with the joy that no one can take from us, the life which is your life and the hope that gives strength to our actions and bears fruit. Help us to sing of our faith and the love that you have for us, and in that singing find our strength to go on, trusting in Jesus who lived among us, died for us, and rose again, so that we might know your glory, and who prays for us today, even as we pray to him. And so, loving Father, hear us now, as we pray in Jesus' name, and in the words which he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever. Amen. Thank you to everybody who's taking part in our reflections this morning. Thank you to Vary for our um, introduction, our welcome and our first prayer and to those who read and did the second prayer. It's great to have everyone involved um, in, in preparing our reflections and in sharing different voices. It's so important to hear the prayers of all of us during these days. And so thank you to those who took part. Uh, as usual, on Thursday this week, there will be an opportunity to gather for um, some chat or, or tea and a talk or coffee and a chat, whatever you like to call it, uh, with Vary, our student who you saw earlier, and she'll be hosting uh, the Zoom room on Thursday. And so if you'd like to, um, to be part of that, to join in with that, then drop us an, either an email or drop a message to the Old Kirk Facebook page and we'll make sure that you get the link for that. As usual, after this time together on Sunday morning, if you're watching it in um, in the 10.45 slot, then we gather probably say around quarter past 11, 20 past 11 thereabouts uh, on Zoom once this uh, video is finished. And again, you're more than welcome to join us for a time of just some fellowship and some chat, just some support if you're looking for it, whatever, um, just come along and, and join in the conversation there. And there's usually some, some good folks coming along and sharing with one another in that. And that's, uh, again, if you don't have the Zoom link for that, then uh, please get in touch uh, either in the comments below if you are watching this in, in real time as a premiere or get in touch um, again through the Old Kirk Facebook page and we'll try and get that Zoom link to you. All I can say is it's the same Zoom link that's used for everything for that one. So if you come along to Bible study or if you come along to 
um, to the cafe, Zoom cafe last summer when it was open. It's the same Zoom link for all of those things. Uh, it's our church Zoom link, so just feel free to, to join in that if, if you want to join. All that's left for me to do is to wish you well as we leave this time of gathering, as we leave this space. May you know God going with you. May you sense God leading you. And may you know that love, that deep rooted love in your life. And may your roots dig down deep into it so that all that you do might produce fruit. And the fruit, love. And so go. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you, remain with you and give you peace and love today and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.